Good evening, church, and thank you so much for joining us tonight. My name's Cole. I'm the pulpit minister here at Central Church of Christ, and this is Amy Tustin, a domestic missionary, and I'm so glad she was able to join me tonight. Um, so this is a little different from our Wednesday evening conversation through the law and the prophets. Uh, that'll be on again next week. Uh, this is a this is an opportunity for us to do interviews and see where other people are at in the kingdom and what God is doing throughout the kingdom. And this, this is a great opportunity for us to sit down and talk to a domestic missionary who works up in the Northeast and gets to move around and visit a lot of other congregations. So, Amy, I'm so glad you're able to join us thank tonight. Thank you, thank you. I'm super excited. Yeah, so it, it's fantastic. We're going to get into a lot of really cool stuff in church. I'm, I'm so thankful that you were able to join us. Um if you're listening to this on the Heart and Hands podcast, I want to thank you so much for joining us. If you're watching this on Facebook, make sure to like and share the video. That really helps us out. If you're watching this on YouTube, make sure you're like, you like the video, and you're subscribed to the channel so you get notified every time we upload a video. Um, so let me, let me pray, and then let's get into this. Let's talk, all right? Father God, we come before your throne, and we are just so grateful. Father, we are grateful for the blood of your Son. We are grateful for redemption, but Father, we are ultimately grateful for being allowed into your presence. Father, I want to thank you so much for this opportunity for us to get to sit down and talk. Father, I know that you are working through your servant, you're working through your church to bring about the gospel, to bring the light to so many people who need it. And Father, I thank you for the, for the people that you have blessed to be able to go and do this, for the church that you have equipped to go and do this. And, and Father, we are just so thankful and grateful to get to partner with you as you're saving the world. Father, we glorify you. We lift your name up in praise. Father, just, you are an awesome God, and it is an awesome thing to be able to serve you. Father, I pray all these things in your son's name. Amen. Amen. All right, so Amy, you know, I, I've already said you're a domestic missionary. Where's your husband at? <laughs> well, uh, <laughs> I guess uh, that would be, I actually had somebody ask me before we were at a function, they said, who do you belong to? And I was like, uh, Jesus, I, like, that was my answer. So I guess that's, uh, that's going to be my answer today. <laughs> so you're a single woman, mm -hmm. you're a domestic missionary. You, so you're a missionary here in the United States. Mm -hmm. Uh, where are you working at? Where are you working at? So where's your field? Um, well, I had decided, um, after we graduated, uh, SIBI, I needed to start back in my hometown location. Um, I've had, you know, people uh, publicly see, I had a very public profession in real estate. And so uh, lots of people saw me, saw God transform my life uh, and is still transforming it. So um, where is your hometown? So this is in a little outside of Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. And uh, so I started there. Um, but of course, with technology and, you know, traveling and all of that, it's, uh, I'm able to, uh, touch people where, wherever they are in the globe. Um, but, uh, so I guess my work kind of goes wherever. All right. So, so you're, you're able to get at, I mean, especially with the technology nowadays, you know, you're able to, to get at really anybody who wants to study. That's, yeah, that's it. So I have, because um, I have friends in some other countries and I've had some uh, people in other countries reach out and start asking me some questions because they see uh, just a different, you know, there's something kind of different about me than than just what they're used to and the people around them. Um, wondering where the, the peace and the confidence and that 
you know, there's something going on there. And so I've had people ask in, in other countries. So that's a technology is a, is a blessing in that sense. Um, imagine if Paul had <laughs> Facebook, <Right. laughs> but, uh, yeah, but obviously the, the core of, um, it comes from the people that I'm, that I'm living life beside. So that's really awesome. Why don't we, why don't we take a step back? So you, you've already mm -hmm. said a couple of different things, you know, you went to SIBI, um, you know, you went back to your hometown, people saw you changed, saw, saw Christ's transformation of your mm -hmm. life very publicly. Yes. So why, why don't you tell me, how did you, how did you encounter the gospel? How did you become a Christian? When did you obey? <laughs> why don't you just lay it, if you, if you're so kind. Oh, lay yes. It on the table. Oh, yes. Okay. So, uh, I actually obeyed the gospel on May 5th of 2016. Um, I was not raised in a home that was necessarily, um, you know, any particular faith, I think that there was an understanding that God is God and Jesus is the son of God. And, um, but I just necessarily wasn't raised in a, you know, particular faith. And so I lived, um, a, a very, you know, not a very good life, um, out doing worldly things. And, uh, and so it, at some point I just realized the, this can't be life. Like if this is it, like, don't, what's the point? You know, why even bother? Um, I just, I had tried to fill that hole with all kinds of things. And, uh, and I finally got to a point where I realized the only thing I haven't tried is God. And so it was something I had to seek out later in life. I was, uh, in my early thirties, I guess I was probably about, uh, what, 31 at that point, I think if I've, done the math correctly. Um, and so it was something I had to, I had to seek out later. Um, and once I started falling in, you know, of course it was leading up to 2016, uh, but I really had made a commitment back in 13. Um, you know, I decided I'm, I, I know that, that he's the, the right track and I know that I need to be, uh, I need to be following this other stuff isn't, isn't cutting it. And so I was really falling in love with God. And like I said before, I was in real estate. Uh, and as I was falling in love with God, real estate was kind of getting in my way. <laughs> uh, and so I figured, um, I, I needed to kind of back up from such a consuming, uh, industry. You and... say you're falling in love with God. Mm -hmm. Right, so you tried everything but God. Mm -hmm. You begin falling in love with God. Real estate's getting in the way. What it, what does that falling in love with God process look like at this point? In your oh, life? good question. So at that point, um, I really was taking uh, a really good look at what has not been working in my life. I had, you know, I was always in another relationship that wasn't working out, and um, just a lot of. Uh, you know, bad fruit in my life, just no peace. Um, I was not fulfilled. You never can make enough money. You can't have enough that you're never enough for the world. Um, mm. And so I just started, and it's funny because when I was, when I was growing up, I probably didn't read an entire book growing up. I'm a, I'm not a very good reader. My mom would have to uh, help me with that stuff. And, um, 
whenever I started falling in love with God, I had seven books going at one time, like reading stuff about, and my mom is going, who are you? <laughs> like, what is, like, this is not the child that I know. <laughs> and uh, I just, I couldn't get enough. And so as I was matching up, you know, God says to live this, I already know that I should not be having relations uh, prior to marriage. I already know that these things are not what he has for me. Um, it's not where, I mean, it's evident, obviously, that it's it's not working. And so just started learning more about, I call them life-giving restrictions. Like a fish is restricted to water or it dies. These are life-giving restrictions. This isn't uh, well, I don't want you to have any fun. So you're not allowed to do this and you're not allowed to do this. And you're not, it was, I'm telling you these things because this is the life, this is life. I'm giving you life giving restrictions. And so I just started, um, changing my habits, changing my, um, who I was, well, technically who I was hanging out with just kind of took care of itself. Cause if I'm not going to the bar anymore and I'm not going to be out doing this and that anymore, if that was our connection, well, then people just are going to stop calling me. <laughs> this was just with so, you pursuing, this was just the beginning of you pursuing God. Really. Yeah. I was, I hadn't even been added to the body yet. Yeah. So we did a lot of work in those three years leading up to me ultimately hearing how one becomes a Christian, wow. that you actually need to be immersed for the forgiveness of your sins. Well, and I love the perspective too. this. This I love what, you know, the, this, the classic do nots, right? When people think of Christianity, well, mm -hmm. these are people that can't do <laughs> these things, right? And so right. a lot of times it's thought of that way, but it's not that, that from, from your perspective and, and where you were seeking God, it's this life-giving restriction i didn't mm. I, I already knew right um i love that i already knew that i didn't have life almost mm -hmm. yeah and i and i i love that because from this is the same same type of thing that i went through right and so i i love that that perspective and so these do nots where i struggled with the the why behind the do nots you just said you know what maybe they're just life-giving restrictions i've already right? felt fantastic. the why not like uh, that's the good. yeah that's i already awesome. felt um, just the, you know, that turmoil in my life. And, and, you know, I was, I was out drinking all the time and it was like, okay, I'm not going to do this anymore. I have to be running out of chances. Like I have to be, mm. and I would just be out. Um, and then, well, of course, then you punish again, you're trying to numb some pain. And so you go out again. Um, and I go, okay, this, this is the last time, you know, I drove drunk. I drove someone else home. I'm going, oh my word, like. What am I doing? This is, I have to be running out of chances, you know? And, um, but it was, I just felt like I was made for more than this. This is not what I want to be doing. But there is this constant, I couldn't stop on my own. It wasn't until, uh, we can't have an absence of something. We need a replacement. It's the same thing with like, yeah. we can't concentrate. If you want to, you want to, uh, change your nutrition, don't focus on, well, I can't have this. I can't put as much of the good stuff in your system as you can. And then you crowd out, you know, there's no more room for anything else. And so that is, um, did you try, you know, you talk about, you know, 
it's not about I can't do this or I can't do that. And it sounds like, you know, I was running out of chances and and I, I just couldn't stop. So, I mean, it sounds to me like you tried. It sounds to me like you tried to stop on your own. I tried to do, right. I tried the, the best that I knew to do. Like, okay, I know I shouldn't be doing this. It's obviously not, I don't want to feel like garbage the next day and, um, you know, put myself and other people in danger. And, you know, I don't want this, this, I don't want this to be my life. Uh, but you just, you're, you're, that's what sin, I mean, sin has that, that grip on you and it's just a, a perpetual cycle. Um, and so it wasn't until I had, I mean, once I decide something I've decided. And, uh, like I said, I, God had put some people in my path and I started paying more attention to him and, um, you know, started learning and asking some questions. And I do actually remember that one of the questions I asked a friend of mine was, all right, so like, like, what am I not allowed to do? You know, I'm, I'm counting the call. I'm trying to see, can I, can I hang with this? You know, because I wasn't ready to put every, but I knew that stuff needed to be put away. I just, um, you know, you are, you're in that counting the cost where you're trying to figure out, okay, can I, can I hang with this now? Like, am I ready to ultimately, because it's going to change my friends, uh, you know, possibly some of my family. Um, I mean, this is gonna, this is gonna shake things up and, uh, you're kind of going into the unknown. So right. you, have you ever been, uh, like in a little carnival thing and you know, where, where you go through, I guess it would be like the fun house part, but you, there's you're it's total darkness. You're in the black and you're squeezing through. They have like mm -hmm. these walls that are like with padding and stuff, and you have to squeeze through. You have no idea how far it's gonna be. It feels like forever when you're in it, you're squeezing through this thing, and when you get out on the other end. But in that period of time, you don't know. You're in you're in the dark, you have no idea what's on the other side, how long this is gonna be. Um, so there was a period of loneliness. There was a period of I mean, I don't feel like I belong, you know, like I'm a Christian yet, but I know I can't go back to that. Mm. And so I was just in the dark trying to, like, I just know, I don't care what this is like forward. I'm not going back to that. So Lord, whatever, whatever we're doing, I'm moving forward was, was the end of it. Um, and so. So you're moving through your, your. You're moving forward. You're developing this this love for God. You're mm -hmm. leaving behind what the the before, mm -hmm. right? That that darkness. You're leaving through leaving it. You're developing this deep love for God. How was? Because you said you said that your real estate job is getting in the way. So how <laughs> how was that? Talk about that for a second. Oh, how shout out to Pammy. Um, so it's funny because I had been uh, I had been an office mentor. And so I had about seven agents uh, that I was mentoring leading up to that. Uh, I was completely exhausted. And well, there was one agent that stood out to me. And so um, I asked her if she would become my 50-50 partner, and that's Pam Miller. And uh, so she and I start doing business together. And um, well, whenever I realized that uh, that it, real estate was just... Uh, my heart was changing and I was starting to move toward there's got to be something more than, you know, than, than this. Like I have to, I got to get out of the, the, the rat race and the, just the, it's a very consuming industry. And so I started giving Pam 
more responsibility and kind of taken aback. So it's funny how like God kind of set this up so that she, because I still needed some income coming in. And well, then I actually created uh, a little cleaning business for myself. And I went to my, because I wasn't busy enough, but it was like, it's mindless. I like cleaning. I know that's no, I'm going to have like all kinds of phone calls now. People <laughs> are like, oh, you like cleaning, huh? Come, come visit me. Come, right. You need a place to stay. Um, but uh, that's actually where I met my cousin's wife, who is the one that gave me muscle and a shovel which is how I actually learned to obey the gospel. So all of this is coming together, you know, kind of bottlenecking leading up to 2016. Um, so, uh, she started the cleaning business, started the little cleaning business and, um, was also, I know it sounds funny cause I was trying to be unbusy, but also at that same time, I started taking classes for Christian life coaching and it was the stress management and health and wellness track that I went, again, because fueled from the fact that I had led this. I mean, I was like hiding in my office, sleeping on my desk or pulling over on the side of the road and taking a nap. I mean, I was so exhausted, I was not taking care of myself. And so um, God was showing me all kinds of things of I don't have you to live that way. You see the fruit that is coming from this. And this is not sustainable here. You know, so I started replacing, um, just replacing the, these habits in my life and these pursuits and just replacing that with more um, things that were in line with what God has had intended. And um, so, yes, I think I went off track there for a minute, but okay. <laughs> so all your you, your job is you felt like your job was getting in the way mm -hmm. you're moving through the darkness into the light god is setting things up you start this cleaning business now you've said a couple of times that this was before i was a christian mm -hmm. did you know that <laughs> did you know that this was because i thought i was say actually on april 7th of 2013 okay. i thought i was saved when i you know prayed jesus into my heart and you know but that was the day i made a commitment nonetheless um, and I had never looked back. I've never looked back since then. I just didn't realize how a person was actually added to the body, how you actually get your sins forgiven. So before this date, April 7th, 2013, mm -hmm. this, before this commitment, before you prayed Jesus into your heart, mm -hmm. did you think you were a Christian before that? No, um, I think there was just this general like, well, I'm like not out murdering anyone or, you know, like I was a decent person. I mean, sin, just like, you know, the rest of the world, but I wasn't like viciously, you know, trying to do anything. I wasn't stealing people's stuff and things like that. So I think I just had this general, um, you know, like I'm a decent person. Right. I think that was that's... kind of the extent of it. I think we're all, we all kind of have that. Surely that's good know. enough. It's, you know. Because you said that you had grown up with God in your household. So did you have, or it very... It was Slight, a basic a acknowledgement basic, right. of the fact that God is God and Jesus is, you know, like and it was a basic acknowledgement. Lead good lives. Everything's okay. And I don't even know that I ever thought about eternity. From, I don't wow, know okay. that that was ever even a thing. You're sure. thinking about your life right now. 
Mm-hmm. Um, so I was just thinking, I'm just trying to, I'm just living the the best I know to do. Living my best life. By my own right. standards, right. of course, because there's, how else would you, I'm not going to go and pick someone else and live by their standards. I'm just going to do the best right. that I know to do. Well, of course, I didn't know there was the gold standard. (laughs) I didn't know that at the time. So, Okay. So April 7th, 2013, Mm -hmm. you make this commitment. Okay. And so to live this commitment out, you're taking a step back from your real estate job. Mm -hmm. You're getting more involved with this cleaning company or this, that you created, this cleaning company Mm -hmm. that you created. um, And you're getting rid of things in your life and replacing replacing. them. You're replacing Mm -hmm. things in your life that were bad with good things. Yes. Okay. Yep. Um, And you mentioned a Christian wellness or health or what what was that about? Uh, The Christian life coaching. So I, uh, Liberty University has uh, an online program and that's also where recently I have done uh, addiction and recovery counseling uh, courses from there also. Uh, so I have a certificate of completion in that stuff, um, a suicide prevention. Uh, and then I also got a full scholarship for becoming a mental health coach. Uh, and that will be, I'll be starting those uh, classes in my abundant spare time whenever right, yeah. whenever I'm stationary and I'm in one it's, city it's, for a minute. <laughs> I always find it amusing. People who are busy, right? <laughs> think that they need to become less busy, but the only thing they know how to do is become more busy. That's yeah. So I will become less busy by becoming more busy. And this is how the mind works. It's as long as we're busy with the right things, that's the, that's the ticket. What I've said, it's, it's learning the level of busyness that you must be. That's it. It's right. As long, and I'm getting better at dialing it in. Here's the thing is I'm, getting better at like how I, I I know you and I have talked before, like I need alone time every day. Sure. Which means that I'm in his presence, that we are in communication and I'm aware of our connection. I need that time without any other human being around every day. And I also live a slower pace. I do a bunch of things, but it's in a slower slower. So that way I don't necessarily need, well, except for when I'm traveling doing this, but so I don't technically need like a super, I want to live a peaceful lifestyle all the time. Sure. So that way I don't want to be on, you know, 12 on a scale of one to 10. I don't want to be on a 12 and then have to bring it down to a zero. If I can just, you know, so that's, that's how it works for me. I am a my hobbies are ministry. Right. So everything that I do, like my whole life is ministry, but how do you relax from? So that's how I do that. Just kind of, I want to live a a more steady pace. And um, so like, you, you've allowed, you've, you've figured out in his presence how to live, how to grab onto that abundant life, what that looks like for you. Because I mean, that's, it's one of his big promises, right? Mm-hmm. He promised, you know, I've come to give you life and give it abundantly, mm-hmm. right? I am the way, the truth and life. No man comes to the father, but through me. And it's in this relationship, we find this peace. So, you know, it's one of the fruit, one of the major fruits of the spirit. And so you've discovered how to find that in busyness mm-hmm. as opposed to where you were at before. Yes. 
So before is more a little bit more destructive than in your business. Destructive is a is a good word. Yes, it was it was more detrimental than yes. Well, and we see that in the scriptures, right? In Genesis, uh, God created them. Genesis chapter one, and everything He created was good, and that included them being naked. Mm-hmm. But after the fall, when we grabbed ownership of that, mm-hmm. right? It it wasn't very good anymore. In fact, God covered us in our nakedness. Mm-hmm. So it's we have the ability to take things that God makes for our good take them and as soon as we take them out of his hands they become bad right so true story yeah yeah so okay april 7th 2013 you make this commitment you pray Mm -hmm. jesus into your heart you think you're a christian you're moving forward it sounds to me Mm -hmm. like you're moving forward around on fire yes and a couple months later did you know was uh baptized well but let's let's break that down mm -hmm. you're on fire before obedience to the gospel it seems yeah so what I mean, I, I would say that I, I don't. I speak for a lot of people when I say, you know, most people would think that someone like yourself, who is thinks of themselves as a Christian, says, you know, is on obviously on fire for the Lord, is getting rid of. I mean, it seems to me like you're living that walk with Christ prior to obedience. So visually so, on the outside, right? Mm-hmm. Vi- okay, so mm-hmm. elaborate a little bit on that. What what was it that made you open to the possibility that you weren't? A Christian. Mm-hmm. Okay, so oh, this is oh, I of course yes, God was certainly at work in my and he, and he always has been. I mean, that's in every life. He he is at work in every human being's life. I don't care what they're involved in, what they're doing. Absolutely, God is there. He knows every one of the souls He has created. So He um, wants what's His. Absolutely, and and I call Him the perfect pursuer. He certainly is. Yes, um, and so uh, He was obviously at work in my life, and He was convicting, you know, showing me of certain things. And, you know, I I remember going into my closet and going too short, too low, you know, just take, and I, I'm like, so I kept going, I choose you as I was, because I mean, these were clothes I really liked. (laughs) And I was going, I choose you, I choose you, I choose you. And I just kept clearing again. I just kept clearing out and and getting rid of the things I knew needed to go. Um, and so uh, he was certainly at work in my life. Um, I even remember, and we probably don't have time for, for some of these stories, but I remember uh, a few specific times that he showed me flat out who he was. Um, what I, do you mean? I do, I do want to tell one story. It was actually on... Uh, this is after I had prayed Jesus into my heart and thought I was saved. And I had been attending the little non-denominational that I was a part of. And it was Mother's Day. Okay, now this is important. It was Mother's Day, Sunday, obviously. Um, it was right after worship lets out. Okay, and it's Walmart. This, it's like... Like we're, I'm going to Walmart. Oh, okay. The place is going to be insane. Sure. Right? Okay. So I just want to set the stage for the, for the type of, uh, uh, journey this is going to be. So I pull into the parking lot and I get this sudden thought, I'm going to pay for someone's stuff. Okay. 
okay, cool. So I'm all excited. And so I go, uh, I go in and of course I kind of forget about that as I'm going through and I, oh, now I need a, I need an actual buggy. Yes. We call it a, a buggy in Pennsylvania. Um, so a cart, and, <laughs> cart. <laughs> translation cart. <laughs> um, and so I go and get the cart and I'm putting my, and now I'm going, Ooh, I'm going to be like in the, like in the big lane. I'm not going to be able to pay for someone else's stuff. Like, but good idea, Lord, we'll do that next time. Okay. Okay. So we, I go on with my life and now I'm coming, I get into the lane and I'm, you know, you're leaning on there and you're, you're playing on your phone and you're just, I'm not even paying any attention. And there is a college kid in front of me. Um, actually I see, no, I see them come around and the woman opens up the lane beside me for this like college age kid. And subconsciously I noticed it, but I just, again, I'm just kind of zoning out. What are the chances now that I set up it's mother's day and it's right after worship and it's Walmart and she just opens up this lane. You're assuming 10,000 people are going to rush and run over into that lane. Not a person. And so fine. It's like, I'm getting <clears throat> a nudge and I go, Oh, I guess I could. So here I am like meandering and God's probably like, Oh my word. <laughs> so I go, like a sheep. <laughs> right. Exactly. Like a sheep. So I go over, I get in the other lane. Um, and now I hear this college age. And again, I'm in my own little world. I'm zoning out. And uh, cause I had already decided I'm not going to have the money to pay for anybody else's stuff. Right. And so I hear subconsciously this kid say, can you, can you run it again? And I kind of look up and I'm figuring out what's going on. His card isn't working. And all he had was flowers and Swedish fish. He said, all I want to do, he said, this is my last bit of money from school. Like this is all I have. And, uh, you know, I just want to get my mom these flowers and these, she loves Swedish fit. Like I hear him telling her this and he's like, can you, can you just run it again? Please just try it again. And I was like, oh my word, I'll, I'll get it. Like I <laughs> finally realized. And it's like, that was the day that I, he, he showed him and said, no, when we say we're going to do something, I'm mm -hmm. going to do it. I'm okay. going to do it. Um, and so there were these, he just, he did, he was doing those kinds of things periodically, things that were like, he would drop an idea in my mind and he would carry it out and show me. Um, and so, um, I lost my train of thought. What was so, the, so what was it that, that showed you? Right. So April 7, 2013, mm -hmm. you're sitting here thinking I'm a Christian. Mm -hmm. You're you're looking at all this stuff. What was it that happened that made you open to this this prospect that you that want? I actually so wasn't God in is Christ. showing you these things. He's right. He's showing himself who he is. Uh and then like I said, whenever um uh and and actually there were other people who were commenting on, wow, I mean, you're fit like you have certainly been gifted with faith like that is a, right you're that's a thing fire. you're doing you're doing all this you're stuff do, you're on right fire. and so then whenever like i said i was backing out of real estate giving pam more of a you know front seat 
uh, had my little cleaning thing on on the side there and started cleaning. My, my cousin was actually my insurance agent, which is why I went to him for the commercial insurance for that um, for my cleaning thing. He said, oh, my wife, Kara, has been wanting somebody to clean the house. So, OK, so I first clients right there. Well, she is the one who I had asked a question uh actually about speaking in tongues. I knew her dad, they had been missionaries and her dad has served decades, uh, you know, decades all over the globe. And I said, she's got to know something. So I asked her a question about speaking in tongues and she gave me what I know now is a very educated answer. And she handed me muscle and shovel and said, here, this might work for you. This might help. And so- um, And you're already in a place- where you know that God means what he says. Oh, my word, yes. So that like has there been, was his track record had already been unfolding. You've already experienced that in your life. The, right. Okay. I mean, I already knew. And I think I even knew I always had a well, God is good. He means so even if something not good happens, he's still gonna use so I have always somehow had that mentality, that that faith in him. Even well, that's a big deal that God is good. Not a lot of people believe that. Even in like the bad, he it. is using for good. Like it's always for the best possible outcome. Like sure. I hit my lowest point in 2009. That's where things started heading, you know, this direction. in this direction. And so, and, that, and I wouldn't take that back for anything. I needed, I needed that in order to. Are you comfortable talking about what happened? Oh, sure. In 2000 in 2009, that 2009, event. yeah. Uh and it it I think it was just an accumulation of things. It wasn't necessarily like one thing happened, but um just it was a period where because of my lifestyle, I just I almost had to get out of real estate. Um early in my career, I had only been in for like 3 years. Um I was working in uh like a cockroach infested bar to make some money. Um, I like, here I am, uh, being a part of getting people drunk. And I, I just, I would pull up every day and sit out outside of this bar. And I would cry for about 15 minutes before I went in. I just couldn't believe that that's what I was contributing to, that that's what I was doing with my time and my life and my energy. Um, and again, you know, having my own alcohol stuff going on and um, like I said, just broken relationships and but that go having to to be back in a a very seedy, nasty that that was just um I had to I had to claim bankruptcy. Um I had a car get repossessed, uh just a lot of not good not good stuff and just felt very, I felt like a loser. <laughs> and, that's what, and that's what prompted you, I imagine, to start not only looking at a change in career, but looking towards God as well. It was, I need, right, like I, I need to make some better decisions, you know, where I really just was at that point seeking better decisions. Sure. And again, still within my own power. Of course. But I was looking at him a little more. I remember doing a goal sheet, like we would make these, um, you know, like a poster board with goals. And um, you would have like your business goals on there. And then they want you to like, you should actually do like something, you know, personal, like family stuff, uh, 
personal like health goals things like, like that miscellaneous spiritual just, maybe you know that in there whatever you, whatever you're gonna have on there and in the in the one section and i still have the poster board it is one thing i will not get rid of and it says um church and i i was my goal was to go one time a quarter one time a quarter one time a quarter time that a quarter. was my goal hey you're a good person you go one time a quarter it's uh I mean, I you know that's a that's a goal. knocked it out of the park. <laughs> you know, we hope we but you know we're being glib a little bit. It but, just shows that. But for a lot of people, you know, I remember having a very similar goal. Hmm. You know, I remember when I when I was hitting a lot of the same a lot of the same beats as you are right as you were. Um, I remember having that goal, thinking, man, I I got to get my kids. See, for me, it was the kids. I got to get my kids into church because who's supposed to teach them about God and Jesus if if, if we don't go to church. Mm. So I got to get my kids involved, right? And so, well, we'll go, you know, once once a month. There right? you go. That, yeah. That, that'll, that'll do it. Uh -huh. that'll, that'll be good, right? right? So, I mean, it's 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 similar thought. When you're in the world, when you're lost in darkness. I mean, that is a is, big, that's a big step. That's a big step. That's it's a huge. commitment. It's huge. It's a commitment. Right. It's big. It's a big deal. Okay, so. Right. And it's uncomfortable and you're pressing out of your comfort zone. So and... hitting rock bottom, I'm going to call it rock bottom. Okay. Piece. That was I'm, my. I'm not trying to. No, no, no. That was that, that was, was mine. Bottom. Everybody's okay. bottom is bottom different. is different. That <laughs> sounds funny, but yes. That um, so you hit rock bottom, you pivot towards Christianity, you make this profession of faith in in April seventh and twenty thirteen. Mm -hmm. It's this uh, you praying Jesus into your heart. You're on fire for the Lord. Mm -hmm. You're starting to make these these awesome decisions in your life, choosing Him over everything else. God has revealed to you over and over and over again that He means what He says. Mm -hmm. You start doing this cleaning business thing so you can have more time for him. Mm -hmm. Kind of get your life less busy. I'm going to get busy, but get less busy mm -hmm. by doing it. You encounter this lady. You've got this question about speaking in tongues. She hands you muscle and a shovel. Mm -hmm. For people for people who don't know what muscle and a shovel is, what is muscle and a shovel? Okay, so our brother Michael Shank uh, wrote a book, Muscle and a Shovel, and it was his personal story. Brother in Christ. Uh, brother in Christ, yes. Uh, and um, it's his personal story about his, um, I guess this is, these are in my words, but his... Uh, you know his encounter his, with the gospel. His yeah, his realization that his spirituality was very wishy washy. Uh, you know that he truly wasn't in Christ, um, and it was a. It's almost like we make God oh, in our and Christianity in our own image. Huh, kind of like that, huh? <laughs> and um, yeah, he a, a coworker and engaged him in in Bible study and. Um, he start, you know, it started to be revealed, and so this is actually a book that's uh, like dialogue unfolding. It's his, and and actually, uh, he even writes at the end of it. It's because he journaled, and that's how he can remember these details. Because people were going like, "Oh, are you just making this up?" Because you have quite a bit of detail. It's like you're. He said he actually journaled, and they found it years later. And his wife, uh, Johnita, had kept on him about putting writing his story right. and so um but he ultimately of course they ultimately truly obeyed the gospel and as that book was unfolding his story was unfolding it was unfolding for me and the things i was learning in there i was going oh in this see book, now Muscle that, in, the show. in the book yeah i'm going and and actually there's over a thousand scripture references <laughs> There's over a thousand scripture references in this book. He did it in the King James. So I got out my phone, you know, my Bible app, 
And I went through every one. Now, I told you I was an excruciatingly slow reader. Yes. I told you that. Yes. Okay. I read, I would jump translations and I would go word for word to make sure he didn't change anything when it was in the King James. Then I went and read three other translations. So I read every one of the, so over 4,000 verses. So. I've got to ask, so you're on fire for the Lord at this point. You're doing all these things. You're attending all these classes. You're making all these life changes. How much are you reading scripture? Uh, well, so that was one of the books that I was reading in that time, uh, but not in a way that it was more like in devotional style. And, okay. you know, so it wasn't actually, I'm not a studier. Right. So it wasn't me. The muscle and a shovel was basically the study because he the the studies that, his coworker engaged him in is un it's unfolding in the story. Would it be and so safe you're going say, along with that? Would it be safe to say that this is the most scripture that you had encountered? Oh my word! Yeah, I mean, not that you're not getting it, and but it's very like, oh, here's one verse. And then we're going to build like a whole thing around I it. I know the plans I and have for you. Yes, like very, very mild, warm and fuzzy. If it's people will seek my face. Nothing with like depth. Yes, nothing to bring in these, the, the, the strings and how this is one book mm. and a whole unfolding story. Right. History, actual, our actual history. Um and the the threads and how the these verses are are tied together and the context behind them and the what it actually means. I what mean, the story so that is really was about exactly and what what our response should it that should was it, not anything I was getting in the the places I was worshiping before. It's a warm and fuzzy verse, and you know. So you encounter stuff. this study, muscle and a shovel. You're mm -hmm. sitting here checking every verse in every translation. <laughs> you're you're like looking at this thing i'm because i'm going that's not what i did what i mean? did not what do you mean that's not so what did? as as uh his co-worker randall is this un, is in the book this is in the book is unfolding uh you know speaking about baptism and things like that especially baptism um when like i said before Prayed Jesus into my heart in 13, a couple months later was dunked in water, what we called a baptism. Now I'm reading. What, what was it? What was it for? What was that? Why, why even? Right. So if I thought I was, so the, here's the thing, because mm -hmm. uh, here, here's my, as I'm wrestling with what I'm reading in what I read in Muscle and a Shovel. So whatever you're reading a muscle and a shovel is, is struggling with what happened before. I'm going, so yes, let's talk this about isn't what matching. Happened before. So I don't necessarily remember exactly how, but I don't remember exactly how they explained baptism to me. However, there was no urgency. Um, it was just kind of a, oh, yeah, whenever it's convenient, we can get the YMCA to let us in there. There's no swimming classes or something. Um, and of course, I mean, I already thought I was saved. Sure. So for why, why we do why, this, why it's more of like, because this is like just what you do, or it's like so that you can have people come and see it. And but the, but again, there was no urgency. There it's was no. We should probably like, do at some point. It's nice. 
but I mean, it's not going to stand in my way of, you know, like I'm already Jesus one day, like, yeah. right. Like I'm already saved. So, you know, oh yeah, we can, yeah, we'll do it it's whenever it's convenient step. for, it's just the next step. It's just, mm, you know, okay, yeah. so, um, you know, as I'm, as I'm reading this, what are you seeing in must on a shovel that made you go God's word, God's word. What do you mean? When his, he's, you know, Randall is pointing out these verses in the book and I'm good. Yes. And I'm going back and now I'm reading it for myself in God's word. Mm. And I remember, I mean, I remember Acts 238 jumping off of the page like I had never seen it before. And I'm going, oh my word. I mean, it's right there. It is right there. And again, now here's me. Okay, what, what's another translation? And I'm going, you know, I'm trying to, and I'm going, I mean, it says what it says, How right? around that, yeah. It, it says what it says. And so now here, I, I do have to tell you about my struggle. Sure. Because this was going on for probably two or three weeks. I had a migraine. I was having dreams about it at night. I was consumed. Um, at this point, I, I was pretty much done with real estate. I had some cleaning stuff going on, but it wasn't too wasn't too crazy. And I was house sitting for a friend of mine. She works out of town for a few months at a time. So I just kind of moved in and I was learning at this time about the stress management, health and wellness. I'm learning about the sleep cycles. And so I'm learning to take care of myself. Mm -hmm. I basically didn't leave this house for about three weeks. Mm. As I was reading this book, I couldn't. I mean, I couldn't put it down. And again, for being an excruciatingly slow reader, I was devouring this thing. But again, I'm reading each each verse in four different translations. And I mean, I'm I'm reflecting, I'm praying, I'm going, Lord, what is happening? And so I remember um, the because I had I had. Uh, how can all of these people around me be wrong? Right. I mean, that was one thing. And so now I'm sitting at the table and I have God's Bible, I have the Bible, God's word, and I have muscle and a shovel and, and I have them sitting there and I'm going, Father God, I can't trust anybody down here. Mm. I mean, everybody's saying something different. Sure. I don't care what anybody else says. I care what you say. Like, you're the, this is your rodeo. And he already showed you that he, he, he's <laughs> he, been, he's he been is who in he that. is. Yeah. And that's, okay. that's a done deal. That's, that's true story. And so I'm like, okay, I just want to be, I want to know what you say. And since you don't email or text message or anything, uh, it seems to me like what I'm reading in Muscle and a Shovel is more in line with who I know you to be, that you are very exact. You are very, you don't, you don't play tricks. You don't, uh, it's not, it's not, it's not confusing. It's not, you know, you are very, if you, you want us to be saved, you are going to make it as simple and as clear as it can possibly be. I am going to move forward. Now, this was going to uproot. I was supposed to be on a launch team for the big non-denominational I was with. We were starting a new campus. Um, I mean, I was so involved in that. I was on the hospitality. I was singing on stage with them. I was do. I mean, I was involved, right? right. Um, 
I said, but it seems to me that this is more in line with who I know you to be. Mm-hmm. I am going to move forward as though this is the truth. And I am begging you, begging you, if this is not it, I want you to slam the door so hard in my face I never reach for that handle again. But I'm going to move forward on this because I believe with what I have read, you know, where I'm at, this is more, this is the truth. And ever since, doors have flung open and it get, I mean, you know how you can have 20-20 vision and then you're, you have, you can have, what is it? 30, 20, uh, I forget which way it goes, but your vision can be better than 2020. Sure. Which I never knew for the longest time. <laughs> I had 2020 vision. And then whenever I got down to sun, I mean, it was even clearer. The things that are lining, I'm going, oh my word, this is the, tr-. I mean, this is the truth. Right. So as I, I mean, I remember uh, texting Car- the one that gave me muscle and shovel. I remember uh, she had connected me with her dad, who, like I said, had served decades all over the globe and is still serving. Um, I texted him and said, I don't trust my first baptism. And he said, I'll be at the building in 10 minutes. <laughs> I had never walked into a Church of Christ building until that day. Did you even know the Church of Christ existed? I didn't even know that it was... now. And mind you, this was in my small little hometown that we drove past for decades. Like, I didn't even realize it. This the building. Like, I didn't even know. I never even paid attention. And so... um, I mean, that was my experience. So my experience was I had never even heard of the Church of Christ. Yeah. Never even heard of them. mm -mm. I mean, what... I mean, I I thought very I, I maybe similar to you. I don't know, but I thought like, well, these are all just different flavors of the same thing. That's yeah. So it doesn't really matter. The name on the building doesn't really make a difference one way or the other. And that's that's kind of what I had always yeah. You know, except for a few groups. You know, a few groups stand out as kind of like, well, wait a minute. I know they're different. That's right? a little, that's right. I'd never even noticed. So that's so that yeah. so you you're convicted. You're in God's word. You're obviously convicted. Hey, what I had done before, mm-hmm. where I was at wasn't right. Mm-hmm. What about the people around you? <laughs> I mean, you said you were very involved with with one of these denominations. What, what about what about them? Like, did you ever stop and go, wait a minute, guys? So, oh. <laughs> um, yes, uh, I actually I hadn't even gotten done with the book yet, and I hadn't even been immersed yet. And I took a copy to my pastor uh, at this big non-denominational, interdenominational is really what it is, um, and said, hey, I wanted to talk to you about this because, like, this is raising questions. You know, this is kind of earlier on uh, in my reading of it. And I remember the conversation did not go well. And he, Well, he... You know, he's going, well, what's in here? I said, well, I like, I don't know how to explain, but if, if you would like read it and then we could like talk about it. <laughs> Cause I mean, I did, I, it was so, I mean, I was being mind blown. Right. right? Um, and I just wasn't in a position to be able to like regurgitate this information, especially to somebody who's obviously has degrees and, and whatever. Um, and so he's just, you know, well, what's in here? What's in here? 
And I'm like, okay, well, like, for example, baptism, you know, like it actually is for the forgiveness of sins. It's well, he, he was very unhappy with me. With you. Yes. That I, that I brought this up, that I was not going to be going to their congregation. Cause once I learned of the truth, it's like, well, I, I can't, I know that it's incorrect what you're, you know what I mean? I'm not trying to be. Uh, I'm not trying to be problematic. So I this is all the same conversation? This is in the same, yeah. So what was his response when you said, well... I said, can you, like, can you show me, mm -hmm. can, like, well, show me. Because if I'm wrong, I want to know. Right. If this isn't If this right, is right, like, I... Just show I don't me. Care, show me. Oh, yeah. I, yeah. Because it's... But then no Bible ever came out. So it's he just, just his word that he this just, is wrong. Uh, basically, it was... Well, he would he would bring up big words like, you know, big religious sort of ideologies and things like that to well, of course, I don't know about this stuff that he learned in school but at never that just time. Showing you the word of God. But never brought out a Bible and said, Well, here, because here's this and you know. Um, and again, logically, that other stuff that I that that they are teaching it just doesn't make sense anymore it's very wishy-washy it's very like it just didn't make sense anymore now that i've this makes complete sense sure this is the better way so regardless this other stuff just doesn't make sense anymore if what i kept coming back to was if baptism isn't for what god says it's for then what's it for <laughs> Yeah, that's a great question. I mean, it's like, I mean, he's the one that brought it up. So if he, if it's not what he says it's for, then what's it for? Right. We wouldn't even have it if God didn't say so. Mm. So who better to say what it's for than God? And um, so. So was he the only person you talked to? Uh, I mean, you were so involved. Certainly, there were all these people. The girls and women, women in this small group that we had. Um, I started going to everybody, mm -hmm. like everyone, and I probably was not as because I thought everybody wanted to be obedient, just like like that. As soon as I showed them, they would be like, "Oh my word, yeah, you're right," and they'd run to the water. <laughs> it's really no, it doesn't happen that way. Um, I went to many many people um and honestly i already at this point i was getting ready to move to go down to i mean i only had two months to prepare so this was a process then so you you went to him first let's i want to mm, see if i understand I the timeline <laughs> so you went you're reading this muscle and shovel you're mm -hmm. super involved over here you're reading the muscle and shovel and by through the muscle and shovel you're encountering all of this scripture mm -hmm. and you're you're encountering the gospel mm -hmm. and god and god's divine plan mm -hmm. to redeem humanity and you're encountering how our participation in that how we participate with him in that you're reading all of that getting into the word of god like no other time <laughs> you you discover what it is that he he expects our response to be to this and you bring that information to the pastor before you obey you bring that information to the pastor this interdenomination it was like le like almost yeah within days so that didn't the meeting did not go well mm -hmm. so then at that point did you obey it was and i can't remember what like they were within days of each okay. other i mean that this stuff was happening it was unfolding so 
quickly in such a short period of time. Sure. I don't remember exactly okay. which I'd have to go back and look at dates. So and then stuff, after but... you did so after you obeyed, you didn't just cut everyone off at this other place. You you continued your relationships with them. You tried mm -hmm. to talk to them about what scripture actually says mm -hmm. and their reaction was I'm crazy. I mean, you're again, because you're going. You, you said you're crazy. I mean, Did they think I've you were been, nuts? I've been a Christian for how long? I went to this school and I, you know, my grandmother and my, I mean, it's like their whole world. Right. I'd be saying, we'd be talking like it was all a lie. Even though it's part of the journey, it's not to be negated completely. It's just that, well, I, I guess this is where you had asked a question before. So, Outwardly, God was at work and obviously changing. We were changing all kinds of stuff. Sure. we He was certainly on the move. It wasn't until I was immersed that I ultimately got that, the indwelling mm -hmm. of the Holy Spirit. And we, of course, don't see that happen. Because I even remember asking Royce, a, cu a couple of days before I was mm -hmm. immersed because we were studying, it was May 2nd mm -hmm. of 2016. And we had been, and I was going, but cause I even remember asking that question. I'm like, but do you understand the changes I've made? Like, like my whole world is different right now. How could, how could I not be? And he explains, it's not that that stuff isn't truly happening, but there's a difference between being sealed with the Holy spirit and not. Being forgiven and not being added to the body and being in Christ's church and not. Well, I mean, it's like the, the these exterior things are, you know, are changing. Right. And yeah, he's he's working on some stuff, but it's just part of the journey. Being saved is a it's like the it's like we were engaged and that was the I do. Well, God word, God's word works regardless. Right. So. AA, right, the 12 steps, AA is mm -hmm. one, of the, one of the most successful addiction recovery programs that, that has ever been invented. Those guys created it based on God's word. I mean, you go read the big book of AA and it'll, it'll tell you in the big book mm -hmm. that, you know, these guys sat down and looked at the word of God and pulled these steps out of the word of God. Mm -hmm. And so the word of God is powerful. It works regardless of whether you fully obey it or not. His word works. When you do these types of things, you're mm -hmm. going to see changes. And, I, and I, that's exactly what I'm seeing is mm -hmm. you were doing those types of things. You were doing things that the book encourages people to do. I was desiring it and I was yielding to it and I was pondering on it and reflecting on it and going after it and learning about it. And right. those were all my choices to do that. But there's a vast and then him, yeah, between that and being sealed. Like Correct. Royce, right? Royce, yes. that his name? Royce was mm -hmm. saying. So what did you feel? What did you think? What did you feel? What was it like really obeying the gospel? <laughs> I wish that I had my my little audio with me. At that point, I had been audio journaling. I just told you this the other day. And um, I, so I have that, like I said, I text Royce and said, uh, it was like 9.30 that night. It was a Thursday night, May 5th of 2016. And I knew he and, and his wife, LaVita, were going to be leaving to go drive down. Now, this is from Pennsylvania. They were going to be going down, coming down to Texas, and they were going to be on the road for a couple of months. And they're obviously older. And so, um, you know, they're 
they're going to be getting up quite early to, and I just, I said, I don't think I, you know, I don't trust my first baptism. I was getting to that certain part in muscle and a shovel where things were really unfolding in that direction. And I knew that I hadn't obeyed. I knew that the thing that I did before when I went into the water, I thought I was already saved. I wasn't actually asking God, appealing to God for a good conscience as it talks about in first Peter three. And so, um, it's an appeal to God. It's an appeal. It's me conscience. asking, please cleanse my sins. Yeah, that's says, there's a diff. Not thank you that you had cleansed my sins, you know, two months ago Peter back there. Literally says baptism now, now saves you. you, not the removal of filth from flesh, not taking a bath, but the appeal to, to God, God for a good conscience. And Romans ten, would in order say, to receive a good conscience. And Romans ten would say, all that call on the name of the Lord shall be saved. Mm -hmm. Acts twenty two sixteen. Right, the same thing. That's we, it. Ananias tells Paul. He says, you know, and and what delays you? Why do you delay? Arise and be baptized. For washing away your sins, calling, calling on, on the name, name of the Lord. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's so, it. Uh, that is what I had never. That's what muscle did. Is that connected it, it those connected? Yeah. It brought that the string. To, How do yeah. we make the appeal? You know, right. Praying Here's Jesus, all this stuff that's tied. And I've always said, you know, praying Jesus in your heart is a wonderful sentiment. I think it really right. does demonstrate uh, a desire to repent. Part of the journey, but. I how do we make that appeal? How do we make that call? How do mm -hmm. we reach out to God and say, please? Right. Right. And that's where we see baptism come into play. Right. Yeah. It's not to negate the, you know, a prayer or, a, right. you know, it is part of the journey. That is part of, you know, he'll he'll use all of it, but it has to it has Still, to go down the way he says it, it needs to go down. <laughs> as my Wednesday night class would, would testify. We don't get to dictate the covenant terms to God. Yeah, God dictates exactly. covenant terms to us. So, uh, so that's that's awesome. That's that's quite a story. Um, you know, you've alluded to it a couple of times at this point. So you obeyed the gospel. You started. You went to Sunset. Mm -hmm. Sunset International Bible Institute, SIBI. Well, I was long. still, I say I was still wringing out my still hair. Still wringing out your hair. So brand new baby Christian. It was like Christian. two months. New, new creation in Christ. <laughs> baby Christian. You go to Sunset International Bible Institute. Uh -huh. Now, we're not, I don't want to, I don't want to dwell too much because my goodness, we could spend, uh -huh. we could spend a long time talking about Sunset. That's where we met. Uh -huh. That's where we met at Sunset. So, we're gonna we're gonna move past sunset. So you went through the program there. Mm -hmm. You graduated with what did you graduate out of there with? Bachelor's oh, the, of Biblical Studies. About, right? Yeah, yes, the you bachelor's. graduated from sunset mm -hmm. with the bachelor's. Biblical and I went studies. the the missions track. So that was we, the we emphasis. Went, so you mm -hmm. went the missions track. You are now. We're now a few years after that, right? You graduated in 2019. Nineteen. the same class, right? Mm -hmm. So we graduated in 2019. Mm -hmm. It is now 2022. Mm-hmm. You've had a few years, a couple of years here, mm -hmm. right, of working as a missionary in the church for God's kingdom. Mm -hmm. How is that going? Uh, my life is amazing. Uh, I get to see God do his thing up close and personal. Uh, it obviously has its challenges, which would be with anything. Um, my... What are... What are so it has its challenge. It's amazing. It's beautiful. Those are the first things out of your mouth. So mm -hmm. that's that's in there. But then it has challenges. Mm -hmm. What are some of the challenges you face? Now, I've already alluded to one in the introduction, right? Mm -hmm. I already alluded to one. You're you're a single I'm a one-man band. One-man band. <laughs> a one-woman band. Working as a mission. This isn't common. Right. To say the least. I mean, it's it's certainly 
common in the history of the church. Mm-hmm. I mean, looking at the history of the church over 2000, mm-hmm. it certainly is common, mm-hmm. right? When you actually look at that history. But I would say, especially in maybe the past 50 years, 100 years, the, mm-hmm. the history of the church, this isn't, especially here in the United States, I would say, certainly not something common. So I, I, I imagine that's one challenge, and I'd like you to speak to that. But mm-hmm. then afterwards, if you'd speak to some of the other challenges mm-hmm. you face. Yeah. Um, so uh, I do have to back up quickly just whenever I was at Sunset, um, you know, and I heard the term women's roles. I was like, wait, what can you say that again? What was that thing? What was that that you just said? Because I'm like, I'm, I must not be understanding this correctly. <laughs> and I, you know, this new concept had been brought to my awareness and I'm going, oh my word, Lord, what were you thinking? You gave me this big old ridiculous personality and I mean, like, what? I'm going to be useless. I'm going to, like, I'm not even going to be allowed to talk. What is going on? Like, where I'm going to be absolutely useless. I can't even, I went into, there was some depression that, that set in at that point. Um, and then, of course, as I start, I continued learning more accurately about women's roles. Then I was like, oh. Like, okay, no, that's... So is it safe to say that you, <laughs> you, you were taught or you grabbed onto a preconception of what women's roles is I th- to be? Yes. I mean, I'm thinking um, I'm going to have to stifle my personality. I'm going to not be allowed to talk. I'm going to, I mean, like, I really thought, I thought the worst. Mm-hmm. Um, and so then, you know, as I, and of course, God doesn't make mistakes. At the time, you know, my initial reaction was kind of, shock oh no what how how is this gonna work i'm not gonna be able to to do anything why did i come down here i'm not gonna be able to do anything with anything i'm gonna have to get a regular you know a secular job now and like i just i I didn't get it and again as i was learning uh women's roles more accurately um i realized that oh no he he designed me just the way just the way he wants me and i have um there are so many ways to go about serving God's kingdom as a woman, period. Like there are just so many different ways. Um, and if he has designed you for a particular thing, it's, you know, he doesn't make mistakes. So so you you ran into this preconception of what women's roles is. And you mentioned that, that you know, these are this is one of the challenges you have faced. Um, how do people react? You know, I mean, I think obviously there's a reaction when they hear that you are a one-man band. Yeah. How, how do how do people react? Um, what is your response to that? Mm-hmm. You know, how do you? I mean, because because look, church, let's let's not be silly, right? We all know that this is this is a a hot button issue. I guess it shouldn't be, but unfortunately, it is. So we we're dealing with two different idea ideologies almost here. We're dealing with a, a Uber. I would say like an Uber on one side, it's very much, you know, exactly what you're saying. This preconception of you got to sit down and shut up. There's maybe there's a child, child children's class for you to go teach over there. Mm-hmm. There's nothing wrong with teaching children's right. classes. That's very important. Right. It's big time work in the ministry. And right. we're thankful and grateful thankful for, for the women <laughs> yes. and the men who do that. Yes. Right. But there's kind of that traditional understanding, that tension there where, well, this is the way it's always kind of been mm-hmm. versus 
maybe what God actually talks about being women's roles. And mm-hmm. this isn't necessarily a class on what that is, but you, you, as you've already said, there is lots of ways for us to serve. I, I don't think mm-hmm. any of us could look at what you, of what you set up to this point and see in you a heart and a desire to be obedient and mm-hmm. serve God. Right. In exactly the way that he says, mm-hmm. and not going an inch over. In fact, you're you're you were looking at some of that under that preconception, maybe on women's roles, and going, oh my gosh. I mean, I was going to submit to whatever you right. know. Again, that's why I had such a because I'm going, oh no, that so, means I'm going to have to stipe. You know, I had already committed to. Well, if this is what you said, then that's what it. I'm doing, whether so, it was comfortable or not. So obviously, you became so, persuaded that that wasn't correct. So yeah. what what are the ways that you have found that you can serve God and still oh be my. true to what he's given you and what he's gifted you and who he's created as as yourself? Yeah. Um so he has he has gifted me specifically in uh building relationships. Um you know, uh, gaining people's trust and uh having deep conversations and um people have people invite me to speak into their lives and again it might be because they want um they you know they they want to take care of their health better it might be because they um maybe some spiritual formation like i i want to get closer to god i don't know how you know how to actually go about doing that um but it's just real relationship you don't need, there are no rule, there are no uh, limits on building relationships with the people around you. I mean, we do it every day. Sure. But now it's just specifically for the purpose that I get to take somebody closer to God. Um, and so I, I'm connected with so many different people. Um, and again, they are inviting me to speak into their lives. Um, I have done one-on-one Bible studies. Sometimes it's just having a conversation about things in the car while we're heading somewhere, or there, there, there are no limits to how we can be in relationship with, with one another and the things that you talk about. So, um, these are just naturally unfolding. Uh, this just naturally unfolds. So, um, so you found that, you know, even as a woman, there is no prohibition on you sharing the gospel with people. Sharing my faith. I mean, there's no, there's nowhere in the scriptures that says now women, you need to, right? right? There's nowhere that says that. And God has obviously gifted you with a capacity to do that very well. I mean, you've been in Victoria for a couple of days. And from what I understand, <laughs> it, you've already drummed up a couple of studies while you were here. Well, so, I mean, God can easily use you in that capacity and it's okay to be used in that capacity. Mm-hmm, right. Um, so that's, that's a big challenge, right? Um, how do congregations respond normally? So um, I think I have actually been, uh, I, I'm more well-received than, and I don't know that I've actually had anybody that was like, oh, well, you know, I don't think I've had anybody like that. Now I have had, you know, a couple of people were just literally asking out of concern, like just 
wondering, oh, can, is this okay? Like, can we, can she do the, you know, things like that, just out of concern and making sure that we were on track. Well, um, we want to be obedient to God's correct. word. We want to be consistent Absolutely. With and right. I don't, yeah. And I, and I ask certain things too, because I don't want to, yeah, I mean, I have a big old ridiculous personality, but I'm still obedient. I still am submissive. A personality, that's, that's where I, you know, that was the some of the more accurate learning is that, yes, while I am uh, animated and, and bold and, you know, whatever, doesn't mean that I'm not submissive. I'm not usurping authority and trying to, like, run the show and do any of that. It's just a personality. It's just that I'm more, you know, animated and ridiculous than other people are. So, um, but... Uh, I've had, I mean, I have had women who have been so intrigued if they, especially being raised in the, in the church, um, I've had women intrigued at like asking me because they were like, you mean you, you baptize someone? Like, I didn't even think that, well, I mean, I, I studied with her and she wanted to, and we were there. And so, well, yeah, why would I not? I have a baptism bag. Like I always have my uh i just keep it sure i just keep it ready to go in case mm -hmm. you know um well if, let's let's if be we clear, truly believe we believe what do we believe about baptism if it's that urgent i mean not only is it that urgent but who's really at work here you know if we look at acts chapter two baptism right. is for the forgiveness of sins and reception of the spirit if we look at colossians chapter one it's where Christ, Christ, it's his divine operating table mm -hmm. where he cuts away the flesh, right? Mm -hmm. If we look at, you know, first Peter, it's where he saves us. If we look at Romans six, it's where we become new creation. If we look at Galatians three, it's where he, we clothe ourselves with Christ. Mm -hmm. If we really believe it's all these things, then what in the world does the guy Duncan have to do with it? Nothing. You could take a bum off the street and let them, I mean, it, I mean, I understand that there is an argue, there is an argument here, uh, that, that discussion. I I don't want to use the word argument; it's the wrong connotation. Mm -hmm. There is a discussion among among preachers and teachers and theologians about you know the person doing it, right? But God's doing it, right? It's God's work. You figure, okay? So Lydia was the first. She was the first in in Europe. So if she went back and started telling people, mm. I mean, she probably has, I mean, she was the first, so there was nobody else around. What if, I mean, did she just only go to, how did the men get, how did men get the message That's then? That's right. Yeah. So at some point she shared the message with, Well, and we have know, the example of Phoebe, not necessarily with the baptizing, but Phoebe mm -hmm. teaching Apollos the more accurate way, right? And so, right. and I, again, peace, look, church, if you're out there and you're like, now, wait a minute, look, peace, 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 peace. Right. None of us are seeking to be and I'm argumentative not trying and to... no one's saying anything like that. Right. All we're pointing out is there is, there is a, we see this, we see some of these things in the scriptures. Right. And so taking I, the gospel message is taking the gospel message correct. that in and of itself, you know, um, but, uh, yeah, it's, I certainly, I certainly do not ever want m the fact that I am a woman to muddy the waters or, do, you know what I mean? I have plenty of times said, eh, no, I, like if somebody offered for me to do something or, you know, this or that, and I, and I'll say, eh, just cause it's in kind of a territory that I don't want that's not the point. Me right. doing whatever that to to be a distraction. That's right. so 
Well, it's not about us. To me, that's submissive. I don't Absolutely. like, nope, I'm cool. I'm not trying to be. It's not the point. Right. I, I don't need, I'm not trying to be the one on stage. I'm not trying to be the, oh, look at me. Oh, I can do anything. You know, I don't that's care not, about, yeah. that's not the heart of where. We don't have time for I, that nonsense. Oh, and let me tell you, actually, as I continue to learn more of the, um, the role of a man, uh, it is one of the most beautiful that a man is to take responsibility for. That's the, that's that relationship. Yeah. And when you, when you hear it like that, I'm going, I want that. Sure. I mean, I want that. So I certainly see the beauty in what God has intentionally designed sure. that, you know, men are to be the the leaders and you know so i am all for to just throw that out there <laughs> but so and we're gonna we're gonna take a break after this but it sounded to me like you were saying you've never really encountered in the church you've never really it's it, you've never really even encountered in the church where this has become an issue um and and again if anybody has mildly questioned certain you know just out of obedience but purposes from a con at a congregational level you've never encountered any any pushback any mm. frustration any now wait a minute she's not supposed to be you've never really even encountered that by what it sounded like and and honestly if i have a little bit it was i, I think i have been so well received and because I already know God's doing this, well, and, and here's another thing. I, I also believe that once people have encountered my work, they have actually already, please, please don't hear like that. I'm, oh, I, I never want to sound arrogant. People have seen the fruit of They've it. seen the fruit of, of what God, what is, God doing is doing through it. me. Okay. Yes. Thank you. And so. I guess that has kind of gone ahead of me so that then when I come and, and we're in a, it's kind of already, it's almost like God has previously settled it. And again, the only sort of um, things have just been like, oh, should we do it this way? Or should, you know, just out of not wanting to cause any issues or anything like that. So, um, you know, while we are aware that we do need to be, uh, what's the word, um, respectful absolutely, and, and conscientious of, of that sort of stuff, um, and the fact that people are going to be in, in different sort of places, places and ends of the spec, you know, that kind so of stuff. People are so going to have different ideas. They're going to have different, different comfort, what the word different says. comfort levels, yeah. different preference, different past experience. What kind of congregation did they, sure. were they raised in and, you know, what was normal there and what, you know, th those kinds but of things. But on the whole, you would say of, of the congregations that you've gone to, that you've, you've talked with, that you've encountered all people across this nation. People have been excited. That's people awesome. have been, ex I, honestly, yes. That's awesome. They have been so excited um, to to hear maybe from other people what God has has been doing through me. What I get, to what they've just witnessed on their own. Um, yeah, so I, I kind of feel like God has already, you know, taken care of it, and it's it's hard to deny what He 
what he is doing. It's kind of hard to deny. It's, it's almost like so. Jesus said. It's almost like Jesus said, and you will know them by their fruit. Yeah. Yeah. All right, we're going to take a quick break. Um, Church, I hope you've I hope you've enjoyed the conversation up to this point. We're going to come back and we're going to we're going to tackle a couple more topics. Um, but I, Amy, I just want to say it's so great to to get to sit down and talk with you to hear to hear, hear your story, how you encountered the gospel, how you obeyed it, and to see some of the challenges that you face as 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 a working domestic missionary, especially in the United States. When we come back, I want to dig into some more of those challenges if we can, and and maybe talk about.